Hi everyone, my name is Red Gachet and continuing with the secrets theme, I wanted to tell you um, a secret about drug dealers revenge and the real one and also then what it turned into. Um, so, um, obviously the name drug dealers revenge is kind of self-explanatory. Um, I am the drug dealer and Yes, it was a kind of revenge, but revenge in in the Bible is actually not what we commonly think of. It's not to do harm to somebody. It's actually, um, it, yeah, it can be considered as a punishment. So, for instance, if you have somebody who has done something wrong, I and mean, it could be anything, it could be, let's say it's a little thing, and um, they've not tidied up their room, for instance. Someone's not tidied up their room. The punishment could be... Um, that they have to tidy up their room and they have to tidy up the living room. But you see what I mean? It's something that is not really... Oh, yeah. Kids, young people will think of that as a punishment, but it's not something that's, you know, detrimental. But it's also, it's twofold. Punishment for not tidying up your room, but also it's a lesson. Um, It's supposed to be a lesson to make sure that you then do tidy up your room and up your standard it's not supposed to degrade your standards yeah and and that's pretty much true of any um punishments that parents come up with for 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 young people to learn something um and the reason why this is important so obviously if you don't tidy up your room you end up living in rubbish no one wants to live in rubbish so that is why people tidy up their room. Um, but kids obviously don't like doing it. And little kids don't even know where things go sometimes. So you obviously have to help them. But I mean, older kids should know. Um, and yes, older kids will still complain. That's what older kids do. I was about to say, that's what we do. I'm not actually a kid anymore. <laughs> but anyway, so that's one little example. Now, in terms of... Um, this is all in Highgate Newtown I'm talking about. Yeah. Um... Obviously, I'm Queen Victoria. And when I came back, I came back as a kid because I was a kid when I died. And obviously, I kept getting murdered when I was a kid because I was Queen Victoria. And also, I didn't have any parents. I was an orphan. So, yeah, it was quite easy for me to die, basically. Um, anyway, so I came back and I came back in Highgate Newtown. The Admiral Chief were there and some soldiers. And they had to go on a mission and they couldn't take a child. Most of the time, I got past them and said, because the missions were something that I wanted to go on, so I was allowed to go, as long as um, I had, you know, loyal people around me who would actually look after me. Um, this time it was like, no, this is going to be like a like a war, so mm, you can't go. So I was like, mm, okay. So they said, right, and this is the time the football things were going on. I was like, well, can't we play? I, I wanted to play with the soldiers and play football and stuff, which is what we did. Um, not everybody went. Um... So I played with the soldiers um, football for a little bit. Um, and this, uh, Beckham might not remember this, Beckham's dad was a soldier at one point and his friend was a soldier as well. And he wanted to go with the army. And I was just like, well, you know, in here, well, I think he had to go with the army because they needed the men. So um, he told his son, well he, well, he told me to look after his son. Look out for him, because I was the Queen, and 
in their eyes, Queen Victoria, um, this is not in the olden days. This is actually like where the olden days crossed over, where we came back, but we were in kind of modern times. It wasn't really modern times, but, you know, like maybe it was the 60s or something, 50s, I don't know. Anyway, and um, I wasn't... Victorian children do not wear flouncy dresses, although I really wanted one of them flouncy dresses. They just wear normal dresses, so it didn't. I didn't look like I was out of place. And the soldiers were in uniform, which was the red and red jackets and the white, the white trousers. Or they weren't actually trousers; they were kind of like jog pants almost, but not with jogging material. A kind of odd material, anyway. And the admiralty had the blue coats with the white trousers, anyway. So that was a uniform. So it didn't look out of place because that's what the army and the Admiralty wear. And the, the the uniform hadn't changed particularly that much. People were still wearing bits and bobs. Now the Regs army uh, would have wore... Their uniforms changed according to the wars. So when um, Vietnam happened, obviously, they needed camouflage. When um, they're in hot countries, they, again, they needed beige camouflage. Um, so the Second World War changed the uniforms, but there were people who weren't involved in some of those wars and they still wore their dress. And that was the same with people that came back, soldiers that came back would have come back in their uniform, the uniform that they had on. They wouldn't have recognised com- like, you know, the camouflage y- uniform. But they would have just thought, oh, that was just for that war, which it was. But then there was too many of them to then go, oh, let's make some more. And we didn't have any money after the war, so we couldn't make the uniforms go back. Anyway, that by the by, that's how it was. Anyway, so I'm supposed to look after Beckham. Now, Beckham is a boy, so obviously he would um, have looked after me. <laughs> so I said, right, you have to pay football. <laughs> so we all started playing football. And that's, I, I knew him from before that, but I had to keep an eye on him. And... I wasn't older than him. I think he was a little bit older than me. Or maybe we were the same age. But um, I can't remember now. if he was, a, he was a bit taller than me, so I considered that to be older than me. So I was like, all right. And um, things happened. As you know, football evolved, and me, me and Beckham carried on playing. And so did some of the other kids that were around there. I think Collier was one of the kids whose dad went to war. Anyway, not many people came back from that war. They all died. Um, but again, they all came back again. Um, but the thing about being queen was like, I was Queen Victoria. I had an army, yeah, but my army was all going to war and everything. Um, but the Reg's police at the time that we'd landed in, which was maybe, I don't know, 50, 60, something like that, they wouldn't have recognised me, all, the, all of them wouldn't have recognised me. They wouldn't have thought, oh yeah, that little girl's Queen Victoria, although they kind of knew. So what happened was, was one of the Blonde Vladimirs was just like, you know, people aren't doing what they're supposed to do because not all of the figments in the area knew who I was either. Some of them do, but they just thought, oh, that's just a little kid. They didn't recognise me as Queen Victoria. Anyway, and plus I had to blend in, I had to change my clothes and stuff, so I was wearing, like, normal second-hand clothes because, obviously, they were just like, oh, she can't keep it, put her in that old thing. You know, she's got to wear something a bit more up-to-date. And I don't think I even liked what I had on, but, yeah. I think I ended up with a blue cardigan, which was fine, I suppose. It was just, you know, just ordinary clothes. It wasn't, you know, palace clothes. Anyway, so... um. 
because they wouldn't recognise me and they wouldn't do what I said and I was thinking, you know what, I'm queen, you have to do what I say. So soldiers will make them. So if they're doing something wrong, they will be made to do something, you know, to do it right. But then the soldiers went, so then it was the police. So the police would do the same thing, but there's not as many police as there were soldiers. Um, and so Blom Vladimir decided that um, he was a drug dealer. And um, this, it wasn't actually called drug dealers revenge then either, that he would be able to command. He was a very commanding person. He still is, I guess. Um, so he used to say, no, you can't do that. You can't take the ball, which is what was happening. The ball was getting nicked all the time. You can't take the ball, give it back. The ball came back, carried on playing football or whatever. And um, and it was just silly things like that. But then it was like, you know what, you keep doing this, you need to be punished. So you can, what can you do? You can wrestle someone down to the ground and do a citizen's arrest and wait for the police to come, depending on how big they are. Or you can make them agree that they have done something wrong, which they have. They, you know, if they're intelligent enough to realise that they are not allowed to take the ball because it ain't their ball and they're ruining the game for absolutely everybody, then if they can understand that, then we're like, right, OK, well, are you man enough or big enough to take to take your punishment? And the punishment could have been like, I don't know, run round the pitch 20 times so they're too knackered to run after the ball because we don't want them playing with us either. Something like that, yeah? Um, which isn't detrimental, but it, it's a punishment which helps them there. Now, once they've had a punishment, they now think they know everybody. So they now think they're accepted. They've agreed not to take the ball, but now they're there, they won't go away. So then they're like, well, do I just sit here or can I, when can I play? When can I be, play? When can I play? When can I play? When can I play? And it just doesn't stop. Um, and so it's like, right, okay, well, well, you can have a little go then. And then it's like, oh, we're all friends now, let's... and. They're bigger than us, so they're like, oh, right, now let's do what we want to do. And then they get the ball. I don't think so, because that's kind of like, mm, yeah, doing exactly what you were doing before, but now you're claiming you're a nice person and you're allowed to do it. No, I don't think so. Anyway, so that's an example of how things sort of happened. Um, and the police were like, you know, we've told them about three times, you know, I've got other things to do. Yeah, okay, we understand. So that's one of the reasons why some of these things happen. And I can tell you that person was Eli, by the way, who just won't go away. Um, and it was because he knew something was important was happening. And yes, I accept that people will congregate if they think, oh, yeah, something's important is happening, which was or something interesting or exciting was happening. Do you know what I mean? Football, basically. Um, anyway, so then it's more and pe- more people started watching the game. And um, there was different games people different people were playing then it became different teams against different teams and that's how things happened um and and he stopped Eli stopped because we just couldn't have him just ruining everything he was picking up the ball using his hands and that was completely against the rules obviously can't do that anyway so the flags came because obviously the Admiralty were involved in that and they were very much on the flag thing obviously um so we made it really simple with the flags uh, flag goes up you know stop that and punishment off, off or, or one mark or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And it didn't, I'm not saying it developed only with football. That's just an example of one of the things that it happened with. Yeah. There were other things like, for instance, um, there was abuse going on. So the people who were getting abused um, sometimes joined the abusers to stop this happening. 
and, and yeah, I can't deny it, it does work. You start putting on a friendly face and laughing and, and trying to make people feel like normal, they don't bother you as much. So yes, I understand, especially if you can't, you're too embarrassed to say to the police, look, I've just been sodomized, can you do something? Because the police are like, what did you, what happened? And then they'll be like in front of everyone, did you sodomize this little girl? Did you, what exactly did you do in front of everyone? Yes, they pulled my knickers down, blah, 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 that, this, that and the other. And, you know, it's hugely embarrassing, hugely embarrassing. Plus, it meant you're never going to get married because no one's going to go near an abused person. This was happening to more than one person. It wasn't just me. Anyway, later, things evolved and it was done, you know, the, the interviews were done privately. But at the time, it was like so shocking. It was like, did you do that? What exactly did they do? Blah, 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 blah. Um, anyway, so people used to help and some people just thought it was a game. So they used to do it, you know, like lift girls skirts up or, um, you know, all sorts of silly things, you know, wedgies and and stuff like that. Um, and then they started helping the pedos, not realizing that that's what they were doing because they were kids. Yeah. So they were on punishment and they couldn't understand what was wrong until it happened to them. And then they understood. And that's kind of how this whole, the, the the sodomy thing became something that would be a punishment before you've even done anything wrong, right? To make sure you know what the punishment is so that you behave yourself. But what it did, people couldn't handle the sodomy or the rape. And it drove them crazy. And they, they were all doing things wrong then because their whole world has been shattered. Do you know what I mean? After an experience like that, it was just like, how how can this happen to me? How how can this happen to me? And everyone just watching and or just ignoring it and pretending it didn't happen. And then you're like, are you saying this is okay in your head? And But people are too scared because they don't want it to happen to them. So, yeah, you tell the police. The police take one person out. But by now, everybody knows what the coup is. So everybody's doing it. So... Um, they, we had to decide to change this because it, obviously this is completely out of order. And what we did, because we basically bombarded mid, we just said blatantly, the police aren't going to do anything. So we need to have, we need to have something. So it became drug dealers revenge. And I said, look, this, and it wasn't even the first part of it, but I was like, you know, this can't happen. You can't have punishments like that. And plus you have to have people that are, uh, compass enough in the first place to be able to understand why someone's getting a revenge now. And the revenge has to be something that's going to be making them either understand and do better and help them or not at all. Cause what's the point? But what happens is you're so angry that something's happened. You just want to beat them up. So it kind of didn't work in the first place. But for little things, um, it was already happening before I was born. Do you know what I mean? That's what parents do. Parents go, okay, right, you haven't done something, so now you have to do twice the amount of work because you didn't do the washing up or whatever. Parents do that all the time. And that's essentially what it is. Except we thought, let's make it funny at least, because everyone's depressed because they've been sodomised and raped and whatnot. And so we made funny ones, like the curly perm. The curly, curly perm was funny because it just made everyone laugh. Everyone laughed about this. It was just hilarious. And um, it didn't 
teach anyone anything. It just made them look ridiculous. And therefore, if they started intimidating anybody, which is what they did, the other person would just crack up laughing because they just look stupid. Um, then there was... Let me think. There was all sorts because it wasn't just like, oh, these are rules. It wasn't a rule. This is just like, okay, you've done something wrong. You know you've done something wrong. Will you accept the punishment? Now, if they don't accept the punishment, then, yeah, the only other option would be going to the police, which mm, sometimes they won't come because the police didn't understand the build-up that they were were doing. So they couldn't see the individual little crimes um, or they were, some of them weren't even crimes. There's just little things that people were doing to build up to a big crime involving absolutely everyone. Um, so really, I don't really think that was a game at all because it wasn't a game. It was just like the policing wasn't efficient enough because there wasn't enough police. There was too many figments at that point and not enough police. So And yeah, there was a recruitment drive on for police. You see it all over the tubes. Um, but... At the time, there was hardly any. So not every area would have been had a, a bobby. You know, they don't even do that anymore. <laughs> they can't because people were murdering the police. So they have to do, you know, uh, the cars and whatnot. Um, anyway, so that is one side of it. And that is the side that Blonde Vladimir's and Highgate Newtown, Tracy, Heidi, Leela, all of them thought was hilarious fun because... It was a game of abuse, and that's what they wanted to do. To then, once someone's been abused, they can't... They take over their life. They take over their house. They made up all these rules that aren't even in it, basically. It's just them being criminals. Basically, that's what it was. Lana's dad was teaching everybody how to be prostitutes. And explaining that that's the only way you can make money. There was quite a lot of... There was a time where there was quite a lot of unemployment... Um, but these are new figments so they wouldn't have known Um, I'm pretty sure that everyone decided that was a rubbish idea um, quite early on because uh, there there were people that were older um, like older figments who or older humans either or um, would have known to tell them that actually this is rubbish go and get a job here or go to the job centre do this do that and, and coo them up basically Um, anyway so the drug dealer's revenge that I remember was was partly that because I remember that you know if you do something wrong you have to you know do something about it. But lo- lots of people were in the middle of nowhere. We filmed in the middle of nowhere, so if someone did something wrong, you can't just call the police because take about four days to get there. Um, so what used to happen was, yeah, they'd get cut from the film, or they would be have a revenge on the film so the revenge could be for instance um that they had to could be anything like eat something really disgusting i think we did one that with everybody so they could have an idea of what it was was the um the mince pie trifle and that was done by mistake because i obviously must have been a little bit brainwashed and i made a huge mince pie trifle which was um uh mince trifle in fact it was like trifle with mince meat like not sweet mince meat like beef like bolognese kind of and peas with a bit custard on it and you know the the trifle things at the bottom the jam the cream and everything and you had to eat it 
and I thought that was delicious actually it was but to some people that's disgusting which was really funny because if that was their punishment now they had to eat it um, so yeah there's lots of different things that we used to do um, to keep order now that drug dealers revenge is not a law it is not a law okay and quite a lot of it is actually illegal because all that abuse that's illegal so making someone eat mince piece mince mince trifle not illegal yeah you could just say no and walk out fine that's what you do um people wanted to be involved i was like i can't think of all these things for for no reason but basically the reason they were doing it is because they wanted to be punished because they thought that this was going to be their way of being involved in something which would then mean they could take over someone's life and be rich and famous no that is not how it worked that is just what eli just spreads around anyway i started this and i've gone sidetracked myself um i wanted to explain about this whole side thing with the prostitutes and the drug dealers and the what started off that was um it was in their weed house and um i was having an argument with tracy about something i can't remember what about anyway i was just going no you can't go around saying that you're this you're that you just can't do it you can't do it shut up and um eli came in he thinks he's a drug dealer by the way and um but he weren't. He was just like, maybe he sold a little bit, I don't know. But he was really just an intimidator trying to get people to do what he wants. And he used to enjoy watching people go round in circles because he'd break your arm if you didn't. Anyway, um, he came in and said, no, what it is, this whole drug dealer's revenge thing, is you're either a prostitute or a paedophile. Choose. And I was just like, what? I'm a drug dealer, how dare you? And, um... He was like, no, choose, choose, choose. And oh, this whole thing came on. I was just like, no, 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 no. no. Anyway, there was a bit of threatening going on and everything like that. And I said, you know what? I'm definitely not going to... Obviously, I can't be a paedophile. That would just be like, <laughs> crap. So I just went, oh, I'll you. And that's what, just now, get out. And anyway, he just spread this around the whole world. I ain't going to be a prostitute. Anyway, so from then on, the focus was on me. And that is why they said, oh, yeah, you said you was going to be a prostitute. No, if someone threatens you, threatens your life, threatens your living, threatens everything, and has been threatening you and abusing you since you were a kid, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's easily explained. I ain't going to do that. I'll say whatever if I'm being threatened, but, yeah, I ain't going to do that. Anyway, so then Tracy started, and I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe you're even doing this. And Tracy's doppelganger anyway. Um, so I don't know how many there are. I was just like, no, you need to go. This is my ass. And um, she wasn't going. And so then there was more abuses. And they were using drugs to sex drugs, basically. And so everyone was getting... I was getting badly abused in there. Badly, badly, badly. So I was like, forget this. I'm bringing charges. But mm, the police have been brainwashed. So, yeah, it all went to rubbish. So I had to explain to everybody that I was a drug dealer and obviously no one believed it. I was a drug dealer because I had to organise the imports. I also have own pharmaceutical companies because the drugs were used for the army and for medicine. That was the original use. It wasn't for recreational use, although some of it escaped, if you like, uh, in Victorian times and then the recreational thing started not with it wasn't really with the coke it was more with the heroin coke was later 
anyway, so no one could work out who was stealing at the time as everyone was getting sabotaged. There was loads of them, loads. So what they were doing was they were inventing people to be their secret army and claiming that it was Cleopatra's army. It weren't. They were inventing figments to do their bidding. Absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Anyway, so what Drug Dealers Revenge is, because what they were asking me to do was choose between two wrongs. No, I don't think so. I'll choose who I want to be. I'll choose exactly the type of person I want to be, and I'll choose that person through being a good person, being religious, so I can keep my head clear of all the rubbish that people will have conversations with me about. And um, try and put rights wrongs right, if that makes sense. So all of that was wrong. All of it. And the uh, the kudos of being naughty or you know, a little bit illegal, a little bit wrong, was so exciting to new figments that everyone wanted to join in and do that. I was like, what? Why would you want to do that? But they didn't know anything else. So it was like, this is how the world goes round. Just like, no, you're being stupid again. And I was really really angry I was so stunned that people were so thick I couldn't accept that they were all new figments I couldn't what happened was they were getting killed brought back to life killed brought back to life killed brought back to life and things like that those people it happened to everyone and <clears throat> some of it yes was the brainwashing and some people were already like that you know quite a lot of people I know were already like that um so they knew they were doing wrong. They just thought, I can get away with it because I've just invented myself a little figment army, yeah? I've got the whole of Finchley Road. I've got Kilburn. Yeah, what else have I got? Oh, I'll have to go in the West End and sort that out. And, oh, what about the old world? Yeah. Now, the reason I called it Drug Dealers Revenge is because of a game, which I now call the Friendship Game, renamed. Um, it's on the Christian and I think it's on the Catholic website. And it's simply um, a game um, which is to promote friendship it's not when you do films and things you need trust it's like an actor's game i think of it as an actor's game it helps me come up with ideas for films and theater and books music and it helps me build strong relationships or strong friendships with people because i prefer having a laugh about funny things not about abuses about funny things um, yes, when the abuses were happening, yes, I had a sick sense of humour because I had to find humour sometimes because otherwise I'd get depressed and, yeah, no, I don't want to be depressed. Anyway, so that game is freely available for anyone to play because it is something that really will help heal relationships. When you start laughing about funny things, suddenly nothing, none of those things matter. You just want to be happy with the friends that you're with. I mean, I'm sure everyone's experienced that now when you've had like real friends around you, not pretend friends that will just only talk to you about um, how disgusting people are or or how they know everything and how they're better than everybody else. But, you know, they're trying their best because no one actually knows when actually that is actually how I feel sometimes. <laughs> but I don't have conversations about it with anyone because um, I was so badly verbally and abused and betrayed. Anyway, so um, that was also another reason why it was legal for me to deal and not legal for anyone else to deal, because I was queen. And I would have diplomatic immunity, whereas no one else would. So that was another reason. And the other reason was we need the coke for medicine. Obviously, that is the biggest reason. And the other reason is, is that it 
is pure coke only. I'm not talking about cut coke because I don't think any of it was cut after uh, we changed everything. Um, by the legit dealers, um, because the pure coke helps you get over the roofies that everyone was um spraying around and pretending it was coke because people charge you 45 pound for a roofie a gram of roofie people go yeah yeah yeah, i'll have some i'll have some because they're all you know they're just being roofied all the time and they're taking it and thinking they're cokeheads no but cocaine actually does um in quite large amounts um but (laughs) um does actually um stop you passing out um it's they were using the roofies to enslave people and i got slaved a few times and Oh, I'm so glad I had some coke to get out of that. Because you're so confused under a roofie. I'm so confused, it's like you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happened. It's like, after the time after you've been roofied, you can't even... How can you press charges when you don't even know what's happened? You need video evidence, so that's what we have to go off, you know what I mean? Um, I had to take about three grams of coke, maybe four or five, to actually escape one guy who really is revolting. Absolutely revolting. Um, yeah. That was rife in Muswell Hill. It was, it was rife everywhere. But especially in Muswell Hill, because Muswell Hill was one of the areas that the figments decided was their area because they weren't welcome in Highgate Newton <laughs> or in Bellsize Parks. So they thought, fine, we're, all the doppelgangers were like, yeah, well, we're not welcome. We'll make our own area. So they made Muswell Hill. And unfortunately, I lived there. And you know what was really bad? Because the way it was worked out, I thought, you know what, to be like, to kind of fit in, I'll just go and get myself a council flat. So I've, I've got myself a council flat. And then... Steve and Blonde Vladimir thought that they were in charge of me. So they then had to go and get council workers under their fingers, under their thumbs, to insist that I needed looking after so I couldn't live on my own. Absolute libs. I could not believe I had to pay rent in a council flat. So the guy was taking rent off me. Obviously, they had roofies and, and loads of people on their side. They had the whole Amazwa still on their side. So I was kind of like, yeah, kind of surrounded. And... He was claiming off the council and they were doppelganging and he was opening the door to people to get me abused. Honestly, absolute libs, absolute libs. I hope they get arrested. Anyway, so that's kind of a little bit of background on um, drug dealers revenge. I am the drug dealer and yes, I will get revenge, but it's not the type of revenge of that you think like horrible revenge or anything like that. It was supposed to be like, you know, let's learn from this. Let's do things, things right. You know, that kind of thing. Like, let's put government back together. Let's put the whole world back together. Let's reforest the place. You know, that kind of thing. We did one of the, um, quite a few of the drug dealers were doing a revenge where, and I did it as well, where if you destroy something, for instance, you get a bit paranoid and you break something, you then have to buy a packet of seeds, which is about a pound, out of your own money. Sometimes I had a seed on me, so I gave them to them. And you have to just go and plant it in the garden or over the park or something. So you're growing something, so you're giving back after destroying something. That was one of the revenges as well. So you see what I mean? These things are not supposed to be detrimental to anyone's health. They're supposed to be life-affirming. Anyway, that's me, Red Gachet. Thanks for listening. Bye.